0: Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here in the studio today with saxophonist and composer Rob Dove.
1: Listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser.
2: All right, we're back for episode number 12 on San Diego Sessions. I'm your host, Ian Tordella. I'm here in studio with Ed Kornhauser. My co-host, Ed Kornhauser, and we're joined today by, I'll let him introduce himself, Robert Dove. Robert Dove, saxophonist bird and composer. Soap. Yeah. Avid bird watcher and... Uh,
3: ornithologist, ornithologist and clean <laughs> person. Yes.
2: <laughs> no, that's a joke. I'm, I'm misleading the audience here. All right, we have our usual questions for Ed okay. this segment is called this versus that question away please hold on last week i just had a scrap of paper but now i have the questions in my smartphone he has the technology we've gone 21st century okay the, the first one piano player fats waller the composer of ain't misbehavin or fats domino the late great uh recently late
0: great uh rock and roll star of the 1950s uh, you've been all about uh Ape misbehaving lately. You've played it on all, all our gigs lately. True. <laughs> yeah. Clearly it's a loaded question. Yes, you've been either bit, answer. <laughs> you've been big time buddy DeFranco lately. Uh I'm gonna go with uh Fats Waller. Uh but, you know, I I actually was listening to to uh the Fats Domino just just because he I mean this will come out next week, but he just passed. And uh but uh yeah, Fats Waller, body work and uh you were the one who was telling me how who was the, who had the story about him that, like, shaking his hand
2: was, like, grabbing a handful of bananas? Oh, yeah. George Shearing said shaking Fats Waller's hand was, like, grabbing a handful of bananas because his fingers were so big. He had the hugest hands. So Rob, Rob looks perplexed. Just get yeah. that Im- that's image. That's
3: a very specific – that's, like, what was it? Somebody said something of, like, Wayne Shorter's sound was comparable to scrambled eggs in the morning or something like that. I was just like, what? Huh. Yeah, <laughs> poetry. All right, number two. Metaphors.
2: Now we're getting to family feud here. Okay, oh, actually, similes. Nat Adderley or Cannonball Adderley. I thought you were uh, going to say
0: Louis Armstrong or
2: Louis Anderson. Now we're going to uh, cornet player Nat Adderley or classic alto saxophonist Cannonball Adderley. Oh, you Oh, I see. Family feud. Battle yeah. of the brothers. Oh man, um,
0: that's a tough one because they're both. Great. I'm going to go with, uh,
2: with, with Cannonball because I like the way he phrased. Okay. All right. Two points for you. All right. Last one. Wayne Krantz, guitarist Wayne Krantz, or saxophonist known for his work with Tom Harrell, Wayne Escoffery. Or Escoffery. How do you say his Escofery, name? Escoffery, right? Yeah. Wayne Escoffery. Uh,
0: I'm going to go with Wayne Krantz. Uh, and can I just tell a quick side story real quick? No yes <laughs> I'm just gonna do it I was in uh, I'm gonna do it anyway okay I was gonna do it. this is the one of the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me I was in an Uber earlier this year in Buenos Aires, Argent- Buenos Aires Argentina and the guy's driving me around and, and I tell him I'm a musician first off uh, he mentions oh yeah my, my sister's married to a this is an Argentinian guy my sister's married to a, j- a American jazz guitarist I'm like oh that's cool and then we're driving around some more and I tell him more about music and he and he gets the kind of vibe and kind of really serious about it. He goes, um, well, do you know Wayne Krantz? I'm like, yeah, I know Wayne Krantz. Yeah, that's my brother-in-law. So oh, this is the most random thing. His, <laughs> his Okay, then. Yeah, I guess Wayne Krantz is married to an Argentinian lady, singer. They play together a bunch. And her brother drives for Uber in Buenos Aires. <laughs> just That was the most random thing. That's perfect. So I just had, that's my Wayne Krantz story. his brother-in-law drives for Uber south america
2: Uh,
3: tangent time with ed kornhauser that was the most random thing though
2: all right back back to our story uh we wanted to give a quick shout out to our podcast guest bobby cressy organist bobby cressy he's having his big cd release on this week november 2nd at panama 66 in balboa park and it's going to be completely off the chain it has eight horn players and like two different rhythm sections at least it's going, um, to be, it's, it's going to be everybody. Everyone's going to be there. Literally everyone. to be there too. It's you
3: going to be, be a too. Funkapalooza.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, our guest in yeah. the studio today, Rob Dove, will also be one of those. Yep. Will be part of the cavalcade of it's horn of players. It's going to be a party. Yeah.
3: It's going to be a party.
0: I'm stoked for it. I got it on my calendar.
3: Yep. And then I'll actually be playing right before that too. So, um, because I have a Panama 66 and Jeff Mach have been very gracious enough to give me a bi-weekly residency. Uh, so, first and third Thursdays I have in... Well, it's the first Thursday of November. So I actually get to play a double in the same. same room. You got to hustle afterwards. Right. You got to go like I got twenty a, feet. Twenty feet. <laughs> yeah, it's <that's laughs> so, gonna be
0: tough. So that'll be super cool. Who's who's playing on that date? With um,
3: you? So with that one, it's gonna be uh, the trio gig. It's uh, it's it's really cool because it's a different approach. Um, we're doing a drummerless vibraphone saxophone trio,
0: and that's with uh, Matt so, DiBiase. Yeah,
3: Matt DiBiase, myself um, playing tenor, maybe some soprano. We'll see. And then Rob Thorson is actually stepping in this week because Matt Clayton is off duty. Gotcha. So he's having a vacation so cool. uh so rob's very ha- we're very happy to have rob joining us uh th- that night and then uh we get to go walk 12 to 20 feet and that's perfect completely changed the vibe so Matt. that'll be super fun
0: matt's uh matt's uh some fresh blood in town and he's he's terrific he's, he's a g- monster yeah. man um, lord have mercy great vibe from player and uh as per our discussion with uh former guest on this podcast anthony smith he was talking about the mallet cat and i guess uh, mm-hmm. Matt's been playing the Malakat yeah, too. Yeah, he's
3: got another group that he does. That's all him. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it's his ability to use like Ableton and create stuff around what's going on. And he incorporates actual instruments with MIDI instruments. So he does a Malakat and a vibraphone and a synthesizer all at the same time. He just loves to load. A bunch of gear into a gig. Yeah, I know, right? Well, he's got a Honda pilot. He
2: might as well like
3: use it. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right. Well we're gonna lead it off with a tune from Rob Dove's latest record. This is from Paradigm Shift, and it's the title track, Paradigm Shift.
0: back that was the title track off rob dove's
3: uh record paradigm shift oh who was on that so it's funny you should <laughs> say that because one of the people just asked me that question right so sorry our very man in the room ed kornhauser was actually that uh super tasteful pianist that you were just hearing um oh. and that featured uh ryan shaw who's a Great, great young drummer out of Los Angeles. He's originally from San Diego, uh, greater area, uh, but now he's doing his thing up in LA. And then a also fellow recent transplant from the great state of Ohio, Mister Dean Hewlett on bass. Um, on the rest of the record, we also featured um, master trumpet player Gilbert Castellanos as well as master bassist uh, Marshall Hawkins. So that was really cool to have both of those guys in the studio for that day. That was uh, definitely a treat and a dream come true and could not have asked for a better first project. Nice. And you recorded up at Hero's Place. Yeah, up at Hero's Place. So very, uh, what we call the Rudy Van Gelder format. Everybody in the same room, basically just playing a live concert with a bunch of microphones on.
0: Yeah. That piano is, it's a, I call it the Death Star. Mm-hmm. It's the Imperial Bosendorfer. It's got nine x
3: ex- nine, keys? It's 104. It's 104 keys. Oh, geez. So it's like 20-something. It's massive. It's yeah. really, really big and it's really, really long. Yeah. What is it? Eleven feet.
0: It's ten or eleven. Yeah. It's, it should have its own zip code. Yeah. So you still work, uh, largely in a quartet format. And mm-hmm. who's this? This record's from two thousand. What did we say? Thirteen. Two thousand no, fifteen. It was 15. released in fifteen. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. That's right. So no, That's okay. I don't know how time works. Six hundred uh, days. You know. So it was, it was released in two thousand fifteen. Who's playing in your quartet ensemble these days?
3: So um, I actually still like to use Ryan when I can, but. He's kind of going a little bit bigger. He's off playing he's, with John Clayton and, and, uh, Seth and Russell Ma- Malone. And he's also going to apparently be on like Seth MacFarlane's next record. No so way. He's wow. Playing, oh. He's playing with some heavy, he's heavy a, guys. He's a local boy doing good right yeah, now. Yeah, he's handling business. Um, but I, I really like to use uh, Tyler Crattell. Who's a drummer out of Long Beach? Also originally from San Diego. That's a little closer than LA. Yeah, right. Just, just a skosh. <laughs> just like t- making your drummers drive. Right. Hey. Well, they don't mind the drive, so it's it's all right. Um, but I, I like I like working with Tyler a lot. Um, I think he brings a lot of fire to the bandstand, and him and Dean work really, really well together. With that being said, Dean Dean is still the bass player; um, he's he's still holding down the low end. And then um, I've also been recently using um, Hugo Suarez on keys. Also recent move. Also recent moved move to, to L.A. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, Hugo but, moved up to L.A. Well, because he comes down quite a bit, so uh, he's, a lot. Yeah,
0: he's by uh, city. Yeah
3: so he basically crashes at people's houses. He's crashed at mine before. It's cool. It's like it's all it's all part of it. So, do you still do mostly
0: um mostly original music or are you do standards or kind of a mix?
3: Um it's it's a mix. I mean, I feel that it's important to have some of your own sonic identity in your shows. Um, so people kind of get in more of a personal idea of who you are as a person and as a musician. Um, but there is a special place in my heart for playing standards and there's also a really cool thing that I've started to do where we're playing standards but not in your regular standard way. Yeah. Um, so like we've been starting to write arrangements of different things. So like um, I think you and I actually played it when we were in the SoCal seven back in the day um, when we did on green dolphin street. And the first part of it was in seven and then it switched over to four and then went back to seven again. Yeah. You got, you got to have some fun with it. Yeah. It's just got to change it up a little bit just to keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, so that's, so I've been doing some stuff like that. Um, and I'm actually um, writing some new music now because I realized that this re- the record that we're listening to, um, it, it's a great project and it's a great time reference of where I am or where I was in 2015, but it's 2017 and I've grown a lot since then. And so I think it's time to do a new one. Okay. So, so it's a new, new album
2: in the works. Yeah. Um, are you going to and- do a, a smaller band or are you looking to expand and... And do a Bobby Cressy sized, you know, twenty five uh, th- piece th- I ensemble. Think,
3: I think I would. Yeah, I don't think I would do the whole armada of people. Um, just, I mean, it depends on what the music is. I don't, I don't know where it's going to go just yet. Yeah. Um, I am probably going to experiment with some electronics a little bit on this one, which will be interesting. was um, I was,
0: was going to ask you about that because I know you've got the pedal board uh-huh. going.
3: Huh? Yes, yes, I do, yeah. and it's
0: a lot of fun. You got, you both, you gentlemen, both uh, use uh, saxophones with uh, pedals. Uh huh. Actually,
3: Uh it'd be interesting to do like comparative analysis on each other's boards yeah that's like total shop talk right now <laughs> right. <laughs> yes we just lost all our listeners over yeah over it's the, like uh,
2: and there they go <laughs> the ex- <laughs> ex- except <laughs> if their saxophone all right really we can effects. we can get into a pedal board nerd fest uh for another episode but exactly. spe- speaking of composition and uh a big herd of people you also play in a local group called the gas lamp quarter jazz
3: orchestra yes i do and um that's a party that's yeah. fun that's fun. It's uh, San Diego's um, one of San Diego's premier big bands. Um, I would argue. Now I'm a little bit biased because I'm in it. It's fun. Um, uh, it's it's a it's a group of really really fun people that love to be around each other, and the music shows that. Um, we've actually got, I want to say it's three concerts coming up in December within like ninety six hours of each other. Whoa! Okay. So it's we got a nice little spurt of stuff like right before christmas so um if you get on the book of faces and you look up Gaslight quarter jazz orchestra it actually has our calendar and everything there so if you're interested in checking out some of the shows um i think two of the three are free yeah So
2: well it is a, it is a great band as you said it does and it has a lot of the top guys in town but just that and that doesn't even matter so much what 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 strikes me is the energy of the band yeah it, like It really has its own personality. Mm -hmm. We're not afraid to yell at each other on the bandstand in (laughs) a in in a fun way.
0: So how in the how how the band got started? It's a couple years now.
3: Yeah, it's oh god, it's been three years. Two years? Two years. Mm. Two years. Yeah, two years. I just, it's all been a blur. Um, I mean, I was one of the founding members, and I was one of the initial guys that helped set it up, but I realized with all the other stuff that I was working on, I needed to take more of just a part player's role. I kind of work as a consultant with them, so if they have questions on things, they come and ask me, and I just give them my opinion. That's basically what my my role is in the band, as well as playing one of the tenor chairs, um, which is really, really cool. But uh, that band came to be out of... Um, we just were kind of looking. A couple of us were talking about it. It's like, man, it'd be really cool if we had a really good big band here in town. There's so many good players, and it just like, and then it all kind of hit us. We were sitting at, um, God, where are we sitting? Asian Bistro, which most people in San Diego remember as Jimmy Wong's Golden Dragon. Mm-hmm. So we were all sitting there. I think it was about two thirty in the morning. And we were just like, man, we really want to do. Let's put a killing big band together. We, there's a lot of charts we want to do. There's a lot of music that we can play. There's all these great musicians and we don't have. And then it just kind of hit us and it's like, why don't we just do it? Let's hurt some cats. Yeah, let's, let's get some guys. Literally hurt some cats. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Isaac was was integral in putting the band together. I think Isaac we had, uh, Isaac, Isaac Pastrana. Pastrana. Sorry, Isaac Pastrana um, was integral in getting getting the band together. And it's 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 his group. I mean, he does he re- he schedules all the rehearsals he schedules all of the um a fair amount of the gigs he schedules and makes sure that and coordinates when regards when guys can't make it he's he takes care of the subs i mean it is a well-oiled machine and the fact that we're running if we run a duke format we're running 15 piece if we're running full format we run i think we've ran a 19 at one point um that I mean, just the fact that you're getting 21 people in one room at the same time is a feat in its own right, Jeez. given our schedules. Do you so, yeah. uh, do you perform like original compositions or arrangements by the band, or mostly just? Uh, we do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've we've mostly right now been doing music of of artists. So like theme well, shows, yeah, kind of yeah. theme shows. Like we did the we did the Ella and Duke band um, tribute that was done under Gilbert Castellanos at the. Uh, at uh, the Museum of Art, um, back I think that was in September, I think. Um, but like we'll do, we'll do like a Duke theme show. We've also got like a lot of music at Thad Jones, so we've been kind of hankering to do a Thad Jones tribute. And theme shows do well. Like theme shows yeah. do really well. I think for the past four or five concerts that Gaslamp Quarter has had, as an example at the Museum of Art Theater, uh, we've actually sold them out. That's um, great. And that's a, I think that's like a four hundred and fifty to five hundred seat auditorium. So the fact that we're doing that repeatedly is ridiculous. All of our shows are very, very well received. Oh yeah, uh, the so, one yeah. I've, I've was lucky like enough to play
0: with you guys once for a it was back in December. It was a Christmas show. It was a Christmas show. Oh, we're actually doing of, that again this year. Yeah, it's packed, and it, the band sounds so terrific. yeah, it's yeah. fun.
3: Is, is, who's, is Ryan drumming still or is um, it, I want to say Tyler's on these. Nice. this one. So actually, Ryan, I think, was kind of your case where it was a, it was a call-in. So, uh, but Tyler's Tyler's playing the the three with us coming up. So it's Tyler Crutell. I want to say Hugo, and then I think I think it might be Mac. Oh, I played I with remember. you twice. I realized I just mm-hmm. did that show with Le- I did that show with Leonard with that LP. Was, yeah, that was fun. that was also fun. Yeah. So we're not afraid to bring up vocalists too, which is really really nice. It's a nice change of pace for us. Like theme shows, vocalists also sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Truth. Yeah.
2: Well, one thing great about that band is is you guys do do some originals and last year mm-hmm. you guys did like a whole show of mm-hmm. original compositions which yeah. like you were saying in regards to your group it actually gives that band its own personality its instead own of sound. just saying oh we're going to pull these charts of great big band charts and yeah. play though. Actually, but, I totally um, forgot
3: about that concert. I had, yeah. I think, I had two charts on that one. If I yeah. remember correctly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, it's whatever. Just put it so. back in the fault, put it away. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and, and, <laughs> no, but it's, but it's cool and it's really fun as a as a musician in that type of a setting because you really get to see the identity of the people you're playing with mm. in that in that type of setting. I mean, Jesse's charts are Jesse Audelo, our, our Barry player, is just like. His charts are so just on point. He's a right. great arranger. Yeah. Right. His arranging is just ridiculous. Um I mean in and, and like my style, it was funny when we first brought the charts, and everybody's like, where are the articulations? Where are the dynamics? Um I actually don't put dynamics in, and I don't put articulations in because I want the sections to dictate how they want to play them.
4: Mm. So. Nice.
2: Well let's uh let's get into another one of your tunes, and we're okay. coming up on our station break too. So we're gonna hear this one is Table for Two, and then we're going to hear PST for the Jazz Calendar. Um, but maybe you can give us a little lead-in to Table for Two.
3: Yeah, so Table for Two is, um, I would say for me, it's one of my favorite pieces that I have. Um, Off-air, uh, we talked a little bit about the fact of over the course of a record, um, there's usually like one or two tunes that you keep that you like to play over time. Um, this is definitely one of those um, for me. And I remember writing it in uh early in college um this was when i still had a girlfriend at the time so i don't know why but all the best tunes are written by ex for ex girlfriends i don't get it <laughs> those, it's ridiculous like um it's just one of those rules it's just one yeah. of those things right you never name them after them but you always have the best tunes that are that are from them um so we have um um my girlfriend at the time lived out here in san diego and i was living back in north carolina going to school at the Miles Davis Jazz Studies program at UNC Greensboro. Um, and uh, I remember like sitting and talking about stuff and, and I was on the phone with her and she was like, yeah, it's, it'll be, She and we were kind of having a rough way to go. Cause it's it'd been a minute since I'd seen her cause she was out here and I was there and it is what it is. Um, but what was cool with it is there was one thing that she said to me. She's like, yeah, but just remember that at some point there's going to be a table for two and we're both going to be able to sit at it. And that kind of stuck with me. Um, I kind of went home and because of the three hour time change, I think it was 11 o'clock at night here, which means it was two in the morning for me. Um, so that whole being up and waiting to talk was kind of rough on my end. But what was, uh, what was cool is I ended up writing this tune in about 15 minutes. Um, it's one of those things where some tunes take two weeks, other tunes, like you write them on the side of the road. This was one of those, it just pops in your head and you have to get it down before you lose the whole thing. Um, And so I ended up running to the practice room, which is about a quarter mile from my room, sitting at a piano for about an hour and just completely knocking the whole thing out. Um, And then, so it was kind of cool in regards to how that whole story came about. Um, But the tune has since evolved since I originally wrote it. And you'll even hear, I have some earlier cuts of it from like 2011, 2012 compared to now. It's a totally different piece. I, I address it differently um, because, unfortunately, that went by the wayside. Um, but I still have this tune. And so the concept for me now is I know that there's a table for two somewhere. I just don't know where it is and who it's with. But I'm okay with that. And that's kind of the life of an artist. And you just enjoy it for what it is. And you just keep on, keep on pressing. So um, this, is, this is table for two.
2: This is Bobby Cressy, and you're listening
1: to San Diego Sessions, brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Hi, I'm Leonard Patton, and here is your jazz forecast for October 29th through November 5th. Sunday, October 29th, Tim Felton and crew host a monthly funk jam at Panama 66 in Balboa Park from 6 to 8 p.m. with house amps, percussion, a drum set, and a keyboard. Check out Sundays in the Park on Facebook to see a song list and sign up. Guitarist vocalist Steph Johnson and bassist Rob Thorson play some modern funky jazz jams at the Turf Supper Club from 8 to 11 p.m. There's no cover and 21 and up. Monday, October 30th, pianist Joshua White and yours truly vocalist Leonard Patton play a free noontime concert at the Lyceum Theater at the Horton Plaza. Guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his regular Monday Night Jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9 p.m. to midnight, no cover and 21 and up. Wednesday, November 1st, trumpeter Gilbert Castellanos hosts his regular Wednesday Night Jam session at Panama 66. Listen to the best jazz San Diego has to offer right in the middle of Balboa Park. Music from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m and drop by early to see the Young Lions play from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring the best up-and-coming musicians from around the city. Thursday, November 2nd, organist and friend of the podcast Bobby Cressy brings a giant crew of San Diego's finest musicians to Panama 66 for the album release concert for his latest effort, Cali Native. Music starts at 8 p.m. Come early and check out the Robert Dove trio at 6 to 8 p.m., featuring vibraphonist Matt DiBiase and bassist Rob Thorson. No cover, and all ages are welcome. Trumpeter Gary Rich hosts his first Thursday jam at Bure's Southern Bistro from 7 to 10 p.m., featuring Antar Martin on bass, Jason Shatiel on piano, and Richard Sellers on drums. Friday, November 3rd. Grammy Award-winning vocalist Gregory Porter performs at the Balboa Theater at 8 p.m. Tickets available online on both the theater's website and also Gregory Porter's. Don't miss it. Pianist and composer Danny Green brings his trio to the Handlery Hotel in Hotel Circle from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. with bassist Justin Grinnell and drummer Julian Quintown. No cover and your parking is validated. The Friday Happy Hour is a regular series put on by Holly Hoffman, so stay tuned for more great jazz. Drummer Barry Farrar and the Lower Left Trio plays at Bure Southern Bistro from 7 to 10 p.m. Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar at the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Music from 8 to 11 p.m. Pianist and composer Joaquin Horsley and his ensemble reimagine Bach in an Afro-Cuban style for a concert at Dizzy's. Music starts at 8 p.m. There's a $20 cover and it's all ages. Saturday, November 4th, singer songwriter Erica Davies brings her group to Panama 66, music from 7 to 9 p.m. Vocalist Allison Adams Tucker brings pianist Jerry Young Lee and bassist Ivana Wasinski for women in Jazz to the Plaza Bar in the Westgate Hotel from 8 to 11 p.m. Sunday, November 5th, the Whitney Shea Quartet plays on the patio. At the Bernardo Winery in Rancho Bernardo, playing some high energy jazz and blues from 2 to 5 p.m. And last but not least, I'll be singing with my friend and pianist Ed Kornhauser on our monthly first Sunday gig at the Turf Supper Club in Golden Hill from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, and you must be 21. You're listening to San Diego Sessions.
2: We're back on San Diego Sessions. We're joined in studio today by our special guest, Rob Dove. And he's been talking about his passion for music, composition, and uh, possibly bacon. Which brings me to our next event. Ed Kornhauser is going to lead us off with the San Diego 7. Yes, this is the San Diego
0: 7. These are seven rapid-fire questions that we'd like you to answer from the top of your head and the bottom of your heart.
3: Before we go any further... I love bacon.
0: Okay. Please continue. Okay. Well, you're going to love one of these questions. Yes. Okay. Number one, who did you listen to on the drive over here?
3: Ooh. Who did I listen to on the drive over? There was a bunch of people um, because actually uh, the drive was a little bit longer than expected because I totally left something at home that I needed for here. Oh, whoops. So, all right. <laughs> fail. Um, no. So uh, I ended up listening to Freddie Hubbard. I listened to Tina Brooks. I listened to Wayne Shorter. Those were the big three from this morning. Okay. That's a, that's a trio. Yeah.
0: Number two, when you're composing, does melody or harmony tend to come first or even some sort of like rhythmic?
3: Melody first. Melody first. Melody oh. first. Uh, philosophy is that melody is the only thing that's copyrightable. And the melody is what people remember. So if you get the melody first, the harmony will follow. It's basically Field of Dreams of music. If you write it, the rest will come. That's true. Okay, I dig
0: that. Uh, number three, choose your weapon. Foil,
3: epee, or saber? Foil. Foil? No question. Your team foil? No que- I, That's what I did oh for for our listeners, um I was actually a collegiate fencer back in the day, so that's kind of a loaded question from Ed hmm. um, but my sister always have at least one well uh, uh, except when i was when I was dueling my sister over arguments at house, and then it was saber because we just loved beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> So that's a family feud. Yeah, no, it's whoever won the bout won the argument, and that was it. And we were both cool with it. All right, number eight, number four, number four. Wow, this is how It's it's
2: a, it's divisible by, yeah,
3: that yeah, that works. Okay,
2: uh, what
0: non-jazz artist do you absolutely love?
3: Ooh, that's a good question.
2: Yeah, this is a new one.
3: I have never thought about that.
0: It's like a non-jazz person who you're a big, big, big fan of. Could be a classical composer. It can be yeah, anything. I mean, I'm not going to even throw anything. I'm not gonna even.
3: No, no, that's fine. I mean, it uh, for different genres for different reasons. Um, I oh, have yeah. multiple ones. Um, I I would have to say. Um, Just name Re- one. Ravel.
0: Yeah. Ravel. Yeah. Ravel. I yeah.
3: mean, and and even then he's like, in my humble opinion, he's like one of the first like jazz harmony guys in the classical realm.
0: He did. He did. Uh, he did really some pretty pushed the push the boundaries. Pretty of gnarly stuff. Yeah.
3: So. Uh, but yeah, Ravel. I would have to say.
0: Yeah, go Maurice. <laughs> um, go Mo. <laughs> go Mo. Uh, okay, here's one. Oh man! Number five. What's the most ridiculous and/or random fact you know? Oh
2: my god! Or first one that comes to your head. <laughs> this guy's like a random fact dictionary. I know, I right?
3: Know. I just, just can't put my head now, on one. Um. Oh, the uh, here you go. The, uh, the centennial of the state of Alabama's, uh, they made a cake that held a Guinness World Record in 1999, if I remember correctly, and the dimensions were 42 feet by, was it 42 feet by 26 feet by three feet, and every person in the state got a piece.
0: I, I, people are furiously Googling this right now. I hope it's <laughs> ding, still ding, ding. right.
3: It's been such a long time since I've seen that. That was like fourth grade. Wow. Because I was bored reading everything else, so I just read the of World Records. No,
0: I, as, as, I think. As listeners of this podcast nice. will know, I'm big on Guinness World Records.
3: And please, please, yeah, because you only did one twice. Yeah, I tried. Uh, All right, number nine. <laughs> number <six. laughs> Moving on. All right, uh, question
0: number 42. Uh, the ultimate answer number six seriously what w- okay here's a good one what would the best what would be the best sport to add a
3: mandatory amount of alcohol to oh my god um, definitely not fencing yep because people <laughs> would, would die you'll poke your eye out yeah like it's a combat sport uh, you'll poke your spleen out I would have to say curling Curling yeah, would make it exponentially more oh hilarious. you
0: right. What if you had to after every round do a shot? Oh, <laughs> because it's hard. It, it's, it's hard. It's hard
3: to begin with, and now you're throwing granite down the ice. Be like, ah, that's good enough. Just let it fly. That
0: would be hysterical. Actually, <laughs> that's a good answer. I like that. That's Curling. a really good answer. Curling. I didn't think about that. I was just thinking like, you know, like, football or soccer no, or something. No, no, but I'm no. Like, no any, that would...
3: Anything with a ball would not end
0: well. No, but any, but oh, something bowling. Bo- well, bowling already doesn't hold alcohol. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> what right. kind of question is There's it? There's already at? a mandatory alcohol limit. Or, yeah, you exactly. Know, well,
3: except for when you go play really early on, like Thursday mornings, because that's when all the serious bowlers show up, hmm. and that's when you get the whole conversation about etiquette. Do you know the word? <laughs> You'll have to ask Matt DiBiase about that one oh, when boy. you get a second. That one was gold. Uh, we'll Moving we'll, on. Yeah. Number seven. Yep. Bacon. Or just bacon. Just bacon. What about bacon? 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Can we
0: go go get some right now? That's finally we get a good. I've been keeping score and we finally get a yes on bacon. It's been weeks. I feel the pride. Who doesn't eat bacon? Uh, Some people. Vegetarians.
3: (laughs) Uh, Okay. okay, Fair enough.
0: (laughs) Uh, I love bacon. You've heard it here first. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: Rob Dove is team bacon all the way.
3: Bacon all the way.
2: And again, we're in studio with Rob Dove. Um, Rob, I have one more extra question for you. Okay. Who's another young player in town that you're inspired by right now? in oh, San man. Diego.
3: Oh, man. Um, there's so many of us. There's so many of them. Again, it's like I, when I talk about people in regards to musicianship, I don't talk about their sound. I talk about it as their sonic identity. And San Diego has such a richness of different sonic identities. You can walk into a room like I hear Ed. I can hear him from outside the ho- the room and I know it's him. Um, I know like I can hear Mac outside of a room. I know it's Mac, Kevin Agucci. I know it's Kevin. I know it's Louie. I know it's Ian Buss. I know it's Matt DiBiase. I know it's Hugo. It's like everybody has such different sounds. I love that. Um, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of on the vibraphone kick right now. Um, but I would say a a young player that's really, really stepping up. That's surprising me is actually one of the young lions. Um, and I've been really blown away by like his professionalism and how he handles himself on the bandstand. And the fact that he's just got off the children's menu and he's swinging, he's swinging so hard. Um, uh, John Murray. Yeah. Bassist. Bassist. John Baby Murray. Ray Brown. It's scary. John Murray, man. This kid's going
0: to be a freak when he, he's older. He plays with such intention. Like, mm-hmm. he sounds... His time
3: is and so And he good. listens. Yeah. That's the thing that got me when I was playing with him. Because, like, I was doing some stuff where I was playing outside the harmony a little bit, and he went right there with me. And I'm like, okay, all right, we're in business. Here we go. Nice. Yeah. Um, and another right. one, a, an honorable mention, even though he's now in college and no longer with us in San Diego... Um Johnny Steele yeah, yeah Johnny, Johnny Steele cool shout out to John and Johnny
2: yeah man yeah. so speaking it, it, of stuff uh oh sorry, yeah. moving on to stuff you got coming up, yeah, speaking of young players in in the town tell us again about your panama sixty six Thursday yeah. residency so
3: I have a residency on the first and third Thursdays of every month from six to eight p m at panama sixty six and what's really cool about that is it's free. It's open to all ages. They have food. They have drinks. It's a great time. It's a great hang. Um, that features my drummerless vibraphone trio. So it's uh, myself on tenor saxophone, or soprano or alto, depending on how I'm feeling that day. Um, Matt Tibiase on vibraphone, and then it's usually Mac Layton on bass. Uh, but this week we will be uh, having Rob Thorson um, in 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 the uh, in the fun with us, uh, who just got back from. Uh, Europe. His yeah.
0: honeymoon. His honeymoon. Former guest of the podcast, Rob yeah. Thorson. Yeah, totally. We love you, Rob.
3: Rob's the best.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. and do you like to switch up the personnel, or are you into the vi- vibe well, in the format for I'm now? I'm kind
3: of in the vibe of the format for now, because we're actually starting to write charts for each other. Um, so we're kind of doing that as like a an amalgamation, and I think it's going to be fun, because Matt and I and Mac have all agreed that we all do want to do some electronic stuff with the trio at some point. So who knows? You may see some speakers and things out there, but um, for this case, we're keeping it pretty much a traditional trio. It's a really, really fun vibe. No pun intended. Um, But it's, it's really, really cool to kind of experiment with those guys, both players that I've played with for a little bit. And then a, a new fresh blood here in town. That's really taking care of business. So,
0: and you've also got a big gig coming up that's a benefit for hurricane victims in Puerto Rico. Wow. why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, so um we we as um artists we've we've understand the whole hardship of understanding um survival cuz we we don't have your standard paycheck every week. Um and Uh, this is one of the opportunities that as an artist, we can give back to the communities, not necessarily ours specifically, but as a global community. And um, I'm in partnership with an art gallery um, named Franco Moragrega that's down in um, Sherman Heights, Logan Heights area. Oh, Um, close to here. Yeah, relatively close to here, um, down on 21st Street. And we have a benefit that we're doing for the victims of uh, the hurricane in in Puerto Rico. Um, So what we're doing is we're running a quintet right now, um, with a bunch of special guests that are going to be joining us. Uh, the way that we do the events there. We've already done one. And it was very, very well received. Um, and that was featured That featured Melissa Morgan back in September. So what we do is. It's a one stop ticket cost. So tickets are $60. Um, but this is where it comes into play. You have free valet. At the site. You just pull up and they they valet your car. You have free unlimited served alcoholic drinks. Um, and then uh, you also have free hors d'oeuvres, which also entails with you have a new art exhibition that night. So it's it's actually in two different parts. The first half is the art exhibition, which features all the art um, from artists that are in the region. So um, northern Mexico, San Diego, um, all the way up into Los Angeles. Um, so it's really cool to kind of get the local art that's happening. and that goes from about six, seven, seven to eight thirty. And then we have a show that goes from eight thirty to ten. And that's where the music portion will come in. So for that ticket cost, you get free valet. Free unlimited served drinks, free hors d'oeuvres, the art exhibition, and the show itself. That's great. So it's And a, it's a benefit for And it's the, a benefit. Yeah. And it's a benefit for Puerto it's, Rican hurricane Vision. Yeah, so it so. <laughs> it all it all works out. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Um so I'll be having some details up shortly on my website, which is at robdovjazz.com um, for what, those details. When is that though? That is gonna be November seventeenth. So that'll be a Friday about midway through November. The weekend before Thanksgiving.
2: Be a great place to go on a Friday night. It's a great place to go on a Friday night. All right. Well, I think we're going to take it out with one more tune. This one is another one from Paradigm Shift. It's called In Real Time. But again, you can check out Rob Dove. He's alternating Thursdays at Panama 66. I think Lorraine Castellanos has the other Thursdays. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can check him out at Panama 66 and also Friday, November 17th at Franco Moragrega Gallery. Um, but Rob, yeah, we're looking forward to your new projects, and thank you so much for coming in to share with us today. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah. have you when when the uh, when
0: the album gets off the ground. We'll uh, the new record. We'll definitely have you back in and talk about it.
3: Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for so much for having me this morning. Yeah, this has been awesome.
2: Awesome, it's been fun. Here comes in real time.
1: Listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser, performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artists. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company.